0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the skincocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, March the 26th, 2021. Today's show, I break down this weekend series and lock in my Official prediction is the Gamecocks welcome the fifth-ranked Florida Gators to Founders Park for a best-of-three series. Can South Carolina find a way to win its first SEC series of the season against the Florida Gators, guys? Also, we do have news and notes as spring game details have been announced, guys. I'll give my full thoughts, reactions to that. we got a packed show here on a Friday, guys, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom creating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at upstate movers group. You can find them on social media at upstate movers group. Of course, guys, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs up show sent you the show is also brought to you by our friends over at my bookie guys marches here. The madness has officially begun, and it's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the non-stop action with MyBookie, guys. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered, guys. You can sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code GAMECOX. Again, that's promo code Gamecocks. Secure deposit bonus up to $1,000, and guys, make sure that you're using my promo codes. They know that I hooked you up. Again, that's promo code Gamecocks to claim your first deposit bonus. Guys, college ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And guys, with thousands of lines of odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Prediction Friday. We're giving some predictions here on a Friday, folks. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, the Spurs Up Show as always, guys, and I am fired up. I'm fired up here to talk to you guys on this Friday. You know, anytime you've got a big-time SEC series, you got a top-five team coming to town, how does your blood not get pumping? You know, how can you not be excited? How can you not be ready to go? And that's me today, guys. I am ready to run through a brick wall because Gamecocks are hosting the fifth ranked Florida Gators at Founders Park this weekend. Again, going to be a beautiful weekend for baseball, going to be warm in the city and should be a lot of fun. Again, folks, hope you're all doing well. TGIF, whether you're in the office, you're on the commute, you're at home, you got the day off, whatever it may be, folks, hope you're all doing well. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday. Hope you had a great week. I do want to say first things first, guys. Thank you so much again for making this a fantastic week. It's been an awesome week of content. Everything's been rolling full steam ahead. We got spring football. We got baseball. All that good stuff. So it's been a really fun, exciting week, folks. And really excited to talk about and dive even further into this Florida series this weekend and lock in my official prediction for the weekend. Like I told you guys. On yesterday's show, I really dislike Florida. And I think I even dislike them more on the baseball side of things. And I think it goes back to just the history these two teams have. You know, some of the intense regular season matchups, of course, the postseason matchups. We all go back and think the 2011 College World Series final in South Carolina. You know, that epic game one, which I still think I'd probably say is the greatest baseball game I've ever watched probably the most intense, if nothing else, and probably the craziest baseball game that I've ever seen that, uh, what was it like two to one or something like that, the final score in that one, that game one that went to extra innings and you had the Robert Berry play and the Scott Wingo plays and the Jake Williams throw and, and just all the dramatics that followed. But I really don't like the university of Florida. I really don't, I don't know what it is. I'm not a fan of the Gators. I'm a Gator hater, especially when it comes to baseball. But you take a look at this series this weekend, and again, we have tons of storylines in this one, tons of questions. and As we dive deeper and deeper into SEC play, um, the the storylines, I think, and the talking points are only going to increase. But anytime South Carolina and Florida get together on the diamond, there will never be a shortage of dramatics, of, of flair, of, of memorable moments. I feel like that always happens when these two teams play. What's interesting, guys, is here's the thing. Normally, I stay pretty locked in on South Carolina kind of sports. Like, I, I don't watch a lot of other teams, and that goes for any sport, whether it's football season, basketball, baseball. You know, I, I stay so busy creating content around South Carolina and, and focusing on the Gamecocks and doing everything with them. You know, I don't really like. I joke with people, you know, in, in my daily life that I don't watch as much sports as you'd probably think someone like me would. Um, because I'm just so locked in on the South Carolina side of things. So I don't really sit down and take a lot of time to watch other teams play. Randomly, though, I have watched a fair amount of Florida this year. I've watched a fair amount of Florida Gators baseball for whatever reason. Um, and sparing you guys the dramatics, if you will, I'll just say they look very beatable. I mean, this is a Florida team that came into this season, you know, all world everything, preseason ranked number one, pick to win the SEC, pick to win the SEC East, of course, you know, touted as maybe having the best lineup in all of college baseball. And of course, we know what they have on the mound with Tommy Mace leading the way on Friday nights. But, you know, and I, I know midweek Florida is a lot different than weekend Florida. So I, I'm not trying to judge the Gators totally on what I've seen in the midweek. And I did get to watch a couple of the games against Texas A&M last weekend as well, especially that Thursday game. But I think Gator fans would even agree. It hasn't been, even with a 16-5 and record, it hasn't been quite the start of the season I think they expected. And that especially jumps out to you statistically. You know, with a 3.5 ERA, I think they expect that to be much, much lower. Again, they're still hitting 300 as a ball club, but I don't think it's been, and I think the expectations, too, were set so high for Florida in the preseason. You know, obviously one of the big things we're following in, the, in this weekend is the starting rotation. And for South County, you know, you, you never want to come into an SEC series with a TBA, right? Because that, that, that kind of says like, oh my goodness, what's the status of the pitching staff? You know, in a lot of different scenarios and a lot of instances, you'd say to yourself, oh my God, we're in trouble. Um, I, I think South County will be fine in that instance. I think most of us believe it's either going to be Brett Carey or Will Sanders, depending on how they use the pitching staff, how a guy like Brett Carey is used. Because I'll tell you this guys right now that I talked about Brett Carey a lot yesterday and why he's the my key player for the weekend. Brett Carey, I 110% guarantee you, is going to pitch with a game on the line at some point this weekend. He's either going to come in game one or game two when South Carolina has the lead late, or he's going to start game three. Bottom line, one of those two things is going to happen. But, you know... Going into last weekend against Vanderbilt, we all knew it was going to be a tall task. You know what I mean? With with, with what they had on the mound, with Rocker and, and lighter and, and, you know, I, I still felt good about South Carolina overall as a ball club, and I really thought they'd challenge Vanderbilt, and you saw that. They did. Um, and even was able to steal a game on Sunday. But I think most of us thought, you know what, this is one of those series you look at in, in the preseason and you say to yourself, you know what, if you can take two of three from Vandy, great. That's awesome. You know, it, you'd love to do it. But realistically, the thought process, again, at least from the fan and the analyst perspective is just don't get swept. You know, Vandy's Vandy. They have rocker. They have lighter. We know that if you can steal the series, great, but just don't get swept. And I kind of had that feeling and that mindset looking at last weekend in the sense that, again, I thought South Carolina was going to rebound from the Texas series and battle. And I thought they'd steal a game, but I thought it was going to be a really, really tall task to win Friday or Saturday and win that series. I say all that to say this, I really don't view this Florida series in that same way. And again, I, I want to say, I think very highly of Florida. Again, Kevin O'Sullivan's done a fantastic job in building that program. And, you know, they have a fantastic program. Obviously they're putting guys in the MLB left and right. And they've got studs on studs on studs. They got guys all over the place. They got a fantastic Friday night arm in, in Tommy Mace. And of course this weekend, just to remind you guys, they'll roll out there. Uh, Tommy Mace, the junior righty on Friday, 4-0, the 2-1 ERA Four walks and forty-two strikeouts. That's a pretty good spread, right there. Uh, Jack Leftwich on Saturday, the junior righty, four zero with a one-seven-one ERA, nine walks and twenty-nine strikeouts. And then Sunday they'll roll with Hunter Barco, the freshman lefty, three and one with a five-two-six ERA, six walks and thirty-eight strikeouts. So again, this is a typical Florida team. They've got power arms all over the place. They've got a lot of talented hitters that can beat you in many, many different ways. Okay. And here's an interesting tidbit, by the way. Florida coming in this weekend has a 48-47 to series advantage in this one. So it's interesting. South Carolina could actually take the lead in the overall series in this. But, you know, I don't see Florida as the world beaters that I thought maybe they were going to be, that I thought they'd be in the preseason. Um, and again, I've been able to watch them a couple of times. And like I said, I'm not trying to take much, you know, too much away from the midweek, but they've looked very gettable. And I, I think after facing Ty Madden and facing Kumar Rocker and facing Jack Leiter, yes, Tommy Mace is another big-time arm. And I cannot wait to watch Far versus Mace tonight at Founders Park. going to be incredible. It's going to be an absolutely electric atmosphere. Um, going to be a lot of fun to watch those two guys battle it out and duke it out. And I expect Gamecock fans... If you're listening, you know what? Yeah, you're going to see another two to one, three to two, four to three tight ball game. That's what you're going to see every single Friday night. That's what Thomas Farr is going to provide you. He's going to give you a chance to win every single time he takes the bump. Um, the the question's going to come down simply to South Carolina's lineup. Can they do enough? I, I think most of us believe at this point and feel good about. Even with the shuffling, with you know, is it Carrier Sanders on Sunday, and and if is if it is Carry, who takes over as your closer? What? I think most of us feel pretty damn good about the arms at the Gamecocks feature. You know what I mean? With, with Thomas Farr and Brandon Jordan Friday, Saturday, and, and whether it's carrier Sanders on Sunday, and you got Jack Mahoney coming out the pen, you got Andy Peters, you got Danny Lloyd, um, you know, you still got Mag Cotto and Jackson Phipps and, and uh, you know, Parker coin and, and, Brett Thomas. And, you know, you, you feel good about those guys. And again, Will Sanders and Kerry, like I mentioned, you feel really any, Hey, you still got Julian Bosnick. Don't forget about him too. Um, you know, I think most of us feel really, really good about the pitching that Sal kind of offers. It all comes down to: can the Gamecocks lineup just do enough? Flat out, can they do enough? And like I said, I, I know the transitive property; it does not work in the game of baseball. You don't say, "Oh, well, A plus B equals C," and you know, "Oh, we we you know we beat this guy or beat that guy, so we're going to beat this guy or we're going to beat this team." It doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? But I'd like to think. You know, you take a look at what happens Sunday, right? You go through the gauntlet of rocker lighter. Then you go into Sunday against Vandy. You find some confidence. You score six runs in the last six innings. Then you go up, go up Tuesday against the Citadel. And I know it's the Citadel, but they've still got pretty good arms, throwing 92, 93. They had some guys with some stuff now. Give them credit. They have guys with stuff. But you touch them up, right? You touch them up for eight runs. You feel good about your production at the plate in that one. I actually think going through the gauntlet of Madden, Rocker, and Lighter was a positive for this team. Because, again, you're not going to see arms better than those three you face. And, again, Tommy Mace is going to frustrate you. He's going to give you challenges. He's going to present a large challenge to you. And, again, the key to that one, I think we all agree, just don't strike out, put the baseball in play, bottom line. You got to adjust the approach. You got to go with where he throws it to you. You got to go with the pitch where it's at. You got to find a way to put the ball in play and give yourself a chance. Bottom line, these are college fielders. Make them make plays. Whether that means you've got a bunt, whether that means you got to hit and run, you got to get creative offensively, whatever it is, put the freaking ball in play. But I think this weekend, guys, I think this weekend provides a, a huge opportunity for South Carolina. And I've, I've really, honestly, when it comes to my prediction, I've gone back and forth on this one so much. Because, again, I think Florida is so talented. I mean, they're a good baseball team. Very good. They're not fifth in the country on accident. You know what I mean? This is a really high-quality ball club. Really high-quality ball club. And Florida did not have a midweek game. They're coming off of a weekend sweep against Texas A&M. They really dominated, took care of business. Um, Texas, A&M, Texas A&M, I don't think is, is, you know, I don't think they're really all that great this year. But either way, they took care of their business against the Aggies. And and here's something key for you also guys to keep in mind, because I I certainly think, you know, the Gamecocks about to go on the road the past two weekends. And I don't think it's any secret, and this isn't making an excuse or anything. I think it's just a fact that South Carolina, the style they play with, with, they want power to be a part of their game. They want to drive the ball in the gaps and they want to hit home runs and, and they want to, I don't want to say live or die off the long ball, but they want to use the long ball. Bottom line, they want to play offense that way. Founders Park fits what South Carolina wants to do very, very well, okay? And for Florida, this will be the first time they have left the state of Florida this season. They've played 21 games. 19 of those have been in Gainesville at home. And two of those, one was in Jacksonville, one was in Tallahassee. So that's certainly something interesting to follow for Florida. Their first time, truly, I would say, going on the road and getting out of the state of Florida. Like I said, I've gone back and forth on this one. I I really have, because I I truly do think, you know, you can look at the rankings and say, oh, man, this would be such a huge upset if South Carolina were to beat Florida. I really don't view it that way. I, I think that even as talented and as good as Florida is, I think the Gamecocks being at home, I think with the momentum they have when in back-to-back games and you feel like maybe the bats are starting to heat up once again the way they were in the first 11 games of the season, and again, you feel really good. I feel good, guys, that South kind of can roll out there against anybody and compete with their pitching. I think they can compete with against, against anybody. Hell, they competed against Vandy. I mean, realistically, guys, you were a runaway from winning that Friday game and taking that series. I mean, really, if you think about it. South Carolina's been very, very close, and I know close doesn't matter, whatever, but they've been very close. It's not like this is a team that, you know, that yes, they've struggled their last two weekends, but it's not like this team has been getting blown out or just look has looked completely lost. They've lost some really hard-fought baseball games. And sometimes, as we talked about, that happens in the game. Sometimes you're on the right side of things. Sometimes you're just flat out not. Sometimes you just get beat. It is what it is. It's part of the game. But I think you finally saw the baseball gods turn a little bit on Sunday. When you took on Vandy and finally some breaks started happening and you were able to take advantage of Vanderbilt mistakes. And, oh, by the way, you weren't facing a top five overall pick, which certainly helped. And you were able to come out on the right side and get that W. Again, I think this is going to be a very fun series to watch. I think all three games are going to be extremely tight in this one. And, again, I think one of the questions going into this one, maybe the biggest question is when is Brett Carey used? I don't want to put it all on Brett Carey, by the way. I don't want to say, like, oh, you know, he if he doesn't pitch well, we're not going to win the series. But that is something I'm intrigued to see because, again, like I said on yesterday's show, one of two things is going to happen this weekend. Either the Gamecocks are going to be up late in a ball game, probably close, probably by one or two runs. Either they're going to be up late in a ballgame, and you're going to see Brett Carey come in in the sixth or the seventh and they're going to say, hey, we're going to ride you out the rest of the way. Shut this thing down for us and get us a W. Or or if one, they don't have to use him or God forbid, two, they, lo- they lose the first two games. Anyways, you'll probably see Brett Carey be handed the ball on Sunday. With that being said, again, if this series was in Gainesville, I would probably be much quicker to say, Boop, you know what? I'm taking the Gators. No questions asked. Don't even have to think about it. Florida, with their talent at home, extremely talented baseball team. Again, their their pitching staff features power arms on power arms on power arms. And then their bats, again, there's a reason they were regarded in the preseason as maybe arguably the best lineup in all college baseball. Jude Fabian, of course, a guy to watch this weekend. He's a guy you have got to keep at bay, the preseason all-conference player of the year. Can't let him go off this weekend. Cannot let him beat you. But I'll tell you what, guys, I don't know what it is. Well, I know what it is. I feel good, number one, about South Carolina's pitching staff. I do. They're going to keep South in every single game. They probably play the rest of the year, but definitely this weekend. They're going to keep the Gamecocks in all three games. This pitching staff will give South Carolina a chance to win all three of these games. The question is, can the hitting do enough? And I know some people are hesitant to say yes. Some people are still very, very skeptical, very nervous, very anxious about the state of this lineup. And again, there's questions still to be answered. There are. Got to get a guy like Andrew Eister going. Got to get a guy like David Mendham going. Brady Allen's got to return to form. Wes Clark's got to be Wes Clark. The bottom of your lineup's got to show consistency. Yeah, they did their thing Tuesday, but they got to show consistency. But with all that being said, I, I just think, guys, with the arms South is going to roll out there. I think Gamecock Baseball actually just put up a tweet saying that South Carolina leads the nation and strikeouts per nine. That's how good this pitching staff has been. That's how good the stuff is on this pitching staff. It's legit. It's for real. It's for real. You know, that got lost in the shuffle last week in Vanderbilt, oh, they struck you out. They threw a no-hitter. I mean, the Gamecocks had like three less strikeouts. Gamecock pitchers had three less strikeouts than Vandy did. And Vandy rolled out two top five picks. So, again, I, I expect the pitching is going to give you a chance in all three games. And I think you're hitting, guys. I don't know. I, I just think being at home at Founders Park, I, I think it's going to give this offense the edge it needs. This team loves playing at Founders Park. They're 9-1 and this season at home. I-, I-, I think this team loves to hit in Columbia. I think they do. I think they love to hit in Columbia. And, again, I think it's uh, this is a coin flip. You know, you could go either way. If you want to tell me Florida's going to win two out of three, I-, I won't call you crazy or anything. I think it's truly going to be a coin flip series. But with that being said, I feel good about South Carolina's arms. I I honestly, actually, you know, somebody asked me yesterday, how how does the Gamecocks pitching staff compare to Florida? I I think it's very comparable. I really do. Um, You know, Tommy Mace is very, very good. He's very, very good. But I think Leftwich and Barco are both very gettable. And again, Mace can be beaten. Thomas Farr is going to go toe-to-toe with that man and give you a chance. He's going to give you a chance. No questions asked. So, again, in a best of three at Founders Park, I think this team with momentum, winning back-to-back games, you feel good about the bat, starting to come back around. And I think this team, guys, most of all, understands the importance of this one and the opportunity that lies in front of it. Again, is this a must-win if you, if you lose two of three or, you know, whatever? Is the season over? Or Are your dreams and aspirations dashed? No, they're not. Of course they're not. It's still very early in the season. But you do have a major opportunity. Again, the fifth-ranked team in the country is coming to your house. And you got to protect Founders Park. you got to protect your home field. So a huge opportunity for these guys. Huge opportunity. And I think the opportunity to make a statement, to, to let fans know and let the country know and let the SEC know, hey, our 11-0 start wasn't a fluke. Like, we're a damn good ball club. We're a damn good ball club. We're a real threat in the SEC this year. We're a real threat to host a regional. And I think a series like this, guys, winning two out of three or losing two out of three is the difference between this South a team hosting a regional or just going to one. I really do. But again, with that being said, I think your, your pitching matches up very, very well. You've got legit dudes with legit stuff. You've been throwing the baseball well. You've been spinning as good as anybody in the country. I think all three of your starters, again, on Sunday, whether that be Kerry, whether that be Sanders, whether that be Peters, they're all going to give you a chance to win this ballgame. And I think your bullpen will do the same as well. Can your hitting give, give you enough? I think at home at Founders Park with momentum you've got guys swinging it with confidence this team is playing with confidence they understand the opportunity that lies in front of them again I think they'll take advantage of it lock it in I've got the Gamecocks taking 2 out of 3 from the Florida Gators again I think it's going to be a classic series an all-time series It's going to be one for the ages I think all three games are going to be extremely close, a lot of fun to watch. But again, at the end of the day, this one being in Columbia, Florida, the first time they're having to leave the state of Florida this season, I think South Carolina will defend its home field, ride momentum. And again, I think they find a way. Which games do they win? I don't even know. But I do think South Carolina takes two out of three, gets a big series win, gets back to 500 in SEC play, and really uses a series like this to jumpstart its season, if you will, to to re-jumpstart its season. You know what I mean? To really build momentum and to, you know, announce to the SEC and announce to college baseball, hey, we're here. We're a legitimate threat. You know, we're not going anywhere. South Carolina baseball is here to stay for the 2021 baseball season. So again, I've got the Gamecocks taking two out of three from the Florida Gators. And again, guys, I'm going to be at all three games. Can't wait to watch. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be one hell of a weekend. I really do. I think it's going to be a really fun weekend. Again, every time South Carolina and Florida get on the diamond together, it is must-see TV. And, again, I think this weekend will be the exact same. Again, in case you guys forgot, Friday, tonight, 7 o'clock, first pitch on the SEC Network Plus. Tomorrow, first pitch at 4, same station, SEC Network Plus. And then Sunday, a noon first pitch on the SEC Network on the big channel. So, again, 7-4 and noon. I'm um, really excited. I mean, I can't wait. And, again, I've got the Gamecocks taking two out of three from Florida. Should be a lot of fun. All right, guys, one quick note, and we'll wrap this thing up. Um, it was announced, the spring game, 9,000 fans. will be allowed to the spring game, guys. First dibs going to Gamecock club members, of course, and then general public sales for tickets to the spring game will go live March the 29th at 10 a. M. So mark your calendars, set your alarms. If you're trying to get tickets and you're not in the Gamecock Club, but nine thousand fans will be a lot allowed to the spring game, which is on April the twenty fourth. A two o'clock kickoff that day. I, I, I'm very surprised it's only nine thousand fans. And by the way, tickets are five dollars a piece. If you're not in the Gamecock Club, five dollars a piece for those tickets. But I was surprised only 9,000. I, I, I don't understand such limited capacity. I, I don't I don't get it, but again, I don't make the rules, guys, but I, I'm just the messenger. So don't, don't shoot the messenger. 9,000 allowed in Willie B. And uh, you know what? At least we get to see Gamecock football. At least we'll get to watch the spring game, nothing else. I'll plan on being there for sure, but uh, for those of you that can't be, April the 24th, 2 o'clock kick, 9,000 people allowed. If you're in the Gamecock club, I'm sure you already know all this information. And uh, March the 29th at 10 a.m., $5 a piece, those tickets will go on sale to the general public. But, guys, that's going to do it all for me. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for a fantastic week, and It's been a great week of content uh, with the podcast, with the Daily Crow, with all the content on social media, guys. It's been great. Can't wait for this weekend, for these games this weekend. Again, stay tuned to the Spurs Up show. We will have full coverage. I'll be at all three games this weekend, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Again, I got the Gamecocks taken. taken. 2 out of 3. What a big series when it would be guys and I cannot wait to watch. Again guys, you guys have a fantastic rest of your Friday. Have a fantastic weekend. Go Cox beat Florida and we'll talk to you on Monday.